What are we doing? Well, we're doing the podcast. We're man. gathered here today. Dearly beloved. Do you have any Prince? Prince the artist? Yeah. Like Raspberry Beret? No, I'm just kidding. Darling Nikki is my favorite. That's a very good song. That's a good song. Yeah. Do you like Prince's version or was it Foo Fighters? Foo Fighters did it too. I like Prince better. I do really like Foo Fighters though. They're just good. Okay, coming up on Verse Course Verse, it's the band reunion that nobody asked for. Nobody. <laughs> 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 Facebook asked for it. No? No? Yeah. I don't have a Facebook, so I'm not really sure. Probably not. We're already off the rails. Welcome to Verse Course Verse. With me is in person. In person. Is the, what do I call you this time? The king of cross sticking, oh, Sven Knudsen. You're so off your name game today. Sven, how are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah? I get to see you guys' lovely faces. I know, we're not alone. Awesome. I can't remember the last time the three of us were all in the same room. I'm, this I'm is the to... This is the one, the only Brent Bird, drummer extraordinaire, super producer now. Producer. How are you? I'm great. Yeah? How are you? You look great. I, uh, He's been working I out. Well. I need to work out. You look like you have been. No, man. I need to. Whatever. He's He looks fit. You can hear it in his voice. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. <laughs> do you live in Boise proper? Or do yeah. You Brent's in Boise. He's got this freaking amazing studio that we're in, Valiant Productions. It's massive, and I feel not very worthy of it, but that's okay. What? This is such a professional thing that you got here. We try hard. Yeah. We're really good at faking things. <laughs> <laughs> Are you countrywide or like Northwest or? Pre-pandemic, we got to travel all over the world. Really? Which was pretty freaking awesome. What's the coolest place that you did a thing? There's been lots. I liked Australia. I know you have an affinity for Australia as well. I love Australia. Yeah, Australia is freaking awesome. Uh, Where'd you go? We went to Sydney. When were you there? 2016, 17. So I was there like a year after you. Oh, crazy. Crazy. We could have gone to the opera house. These Australian gals that were like pushing Red Bulls. They're there too. I had never had a Red Bull. I just saw them in downtown and they made it all the way to Australia. Cut carbonation out of my diet like in 2004 or oh, something. stop. Just stop Carbonation. Well, yeah, I drink, we get I drink it. it. You're healthier anyway, than No, like, but I hadn't had carbonation forever and I didn't drink caffeine either. Yeah, these girls were like, hey, you should have these Red Bulls. And I was like, I don't know if it's rude to say no, like when you're in another country. <laughs> and my friend from Columbia is like, amigo, don't, don't do it. I'm like, no, it's fine. So I'm like drinking. I'm like, holy crap, I feel so good right now. <laughs> and then it's an amazing. hour later, yeah. you crashed. Yeah. There was, I remember in high school, a really good way to get a soda was to ask Brent for a drink of his. He'd never not <laughs> let you have a drink. But he would not take it back. And then he didn't want, he didn't want it back. He was a germaphobe. That has not gone away. <laughs> it was, like, it was, it was the, the worst. best way to get a soda. <laughs> freaking terrible to have kids when they're like, I want your drink. I'm like, oh, fine. Have it. <laughs> the whole thing. You do that the kids, kids know this too? Now. Yeah, I will not share a drink with my kids. No, thank no. you. I share drinks with, yeah, I, not with my kids. No. no. You get way oh. too much back. This is episode 13. Oh, wow. I know. We are doing a drumming episode. We're going to talk drums with Brent because Brent is an incredibly good drummer. How long have you been drumming now? I started when I was seven. So a long time. And you've kept it up. Well, I mean, I try to play every day at home, but I don't. 
You play every day at home? I try to play every day at home. So he's legit. Really, really, he's good. really good then. Because yeah. you were already an incredible drummer in like when we were hanging out in our twenties. Seriously, what's funny is I recently listened to like recordings that we had and I'm like, I remember the song, but I do not remember playing my drum parts. I wasn't terrible. When you go back and listen to your stuff, do you think, oh, I was rough? Or do you think, man, I was really good back then? There was times that I'm like, oh, that was kind of tasty. And then there's other times I'm like, if I were to do that now, I would not have done it that way. What about, what about you? Do I'm you... still trying to learn how to play bass. But you, <laughs> yeah. play, you play drums now too. <laughs> I play drums now too. That's probably what I play the most. And it's probably because I have two kids that make me want to hit things. <laughs> so I go down to the basement and I hit my drums. <laughs> you know what's funny is like my kids, like I want to play drums yeah. and uh, they'll sit down and they can actually play beats, but they're just not into it. Like they're like, no, I want to play the violin or I'm happy on the piano. Oh, can we it's trade like, kids? All of them? Yeah. So my oldest is a singer songwriter and she's phenomenal guitar player, singer. She's really, really good. Mm -hmm. You're talking about Hannah, right? Yeah. yeah Hannah she Nicole. She is good. Yeah, she's very yeah. good. Then my 13 year old is first chair violin in orchestra. Good for her. Yeah. She's freaking yeah. great. And then our son plays the piano. In our music room at our house, we have three drum sets set up. So I'm like, hey, let's all just play a beat together. And they're like, nah. Yeah, my kids, it's the exact opposite problem. They want to hit things really hard with sticks. They don't want to learn how to play a beat. <laughs> no. We're just going to talk drums pretty much the whole episode. I've got a couple of little quick fire questions I'm going to give you guys in a little bit and really try to stress you out as much as I can. <laughs> I thought that, that part no. already started. Yeah. Brent, no. Brent? It was, so we get to relax because we have beers, but Brent has to stay all stressed out. So Brent's not a drinker, which is, you know, good for him. He looks way healthier than either of us do. But for us, what what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I should start this by saying Sven was kind enough because I'm in from out of town. Sven lives here too. So he brought us, in true Sven fashion, a cooler of beers. Yeah, you came to Idaho, Idaho beer. This was actually uh, Sawtooth. brewed, yeah, Sawtooth Brewing from Haley, Idaho, and it's a tandem double IPA. Super love this this brewery in general. They're in a town where my my wife's parents live, so we go visit and go to that brewery quite a bit. I'm drinking another beer that Sven brought, which is Naked Sunbather. Mad Swede Brewing Company, where's that? Matt, that's right here in Boise. Okay. And that's their, their nut brown. It's really ale. good. I thought it was funny that you picked that one. But I yeah. love brown ales. You do? I love Scottish ales, brown ales. I love them. Well, then I'm glad that I brought you that one. They're probably one of the, I don't say the newest, but yeah, they've been around a few years. As a healthy person that doesn't do all the bad shit that Sven and I do, what do you do to unwind? Like Friday night, I like to go home, I put on a record and I get a whiskey and I just chill in my couch. Like, what do you do? I like to watch really dumb movies. Have you ever heard of a movie called Gentleman Bronco? No. And it was at this time that Brent Berg decided to, in great detail, describe the entire plot of Gentleman Bronco. Folks, welcome to Lights, Camera, Action, the podcast where we review <laughs> movies that really bad movies. probably I'm you so can't sorry unsee. For the tangent. But that's my that's my thing. So that's what we're drinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so that's it. <laughs> we're gonna take a break, and then we'll be back. All right, we are back. We're gonna get into the uh, questions 
The first question I'm gonna ask, and then after this, I'm gonna go into some rapid fire stuff. I'll ask Brent first, and this is, I don't know why, but this is the number one question I always wanna ask drummers. Brent, have you seen the movie Whiplash, and do you like it or hate it? I did not see Whiplash. Well, that. But I, I understand the premise of it, and the guy sounds terrifying, because yeah. he sells insurance, and then he's like this really mean drum instructor guy, and it has. Did you just drop box? <laughs> <laughs> Brent just. Dropboxed us, gentleman Bronco. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> anyway. I have no idea what you're talking about. There is a movie called Whiplash that is about drumming. And you, sh you should see it and tell me if you liked it or hate it. Is it like Drumline? No. Okay. No, Nick Cannon was delightful in that movie, though. Yeah. This was a kid who goes to uh, one of the prestigious music schools. I forget which one. Oh. I think it's in New York City. I kind of remember like seeing previews for this. It's kind of like a Mr. Holland's opus, but like drums. It's this only like the guy's like a lunatic. To it's the, to the like kid. the most elite jazz band kind of in the country. But the instructor is a yeah, he's a freaking Nazi psycho. Huh. All right, okay. we're gonna. This is gonna be fun. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna name drummers. I know you guys will know what bands are from, but I'm still gonna cite the bands because a lot of people listen to our podcast that. I'm really bad it. with names, so don't be yeah, so offended. Don't, don't assume anything. Well, I'm going to say the band names. So, oh, okay. So we don't have um, to guess the band. No, 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 no. So no, what you're like going to do John is Bonham. you have four. So if I say John Bonham, for example, you have four options. Never listen to them. Meh. Bleh. Or yeah. And you don't have to say them exactly like that. Just okay. awesome. Don't care. Suck. You ready for this? I'm ready. All right. Brand Daler, Mastodon. Who gets to go meh first? Are you for real? Why? I don't know. Could, could you do better? I, I could not do better. <laughs> no, I would definitely <laughs> myself in comparison. Technical, I'll give him that. Fast. Plays a lot of notes. This is not quick fire. This is okay, not sorry. quick fire. So no, that's okay. Brent. I'll go. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I've, I have heard that he's not that fun to watch live because he's so busy that he keeps everything real close. Hey, you want to hear a riddle? What what has nine arms and sucks? Uh, I think I know this one. You've got to know this one. Um, Everybody knows. Um, Def Nickelback? Leopard. Def Leppard. Yeah. Def Leppard. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, uh, I totally ruined the joke, didn't Rick, I? Rick Allen from Def Leppard. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. All right. Good. Kind of a tricky one, I think. Gene Krupa. Why is that tricky? Because uh, that's a yeah. yeah. All day long. Yeah. Yeah, like a kind like of you a, hear that floor tom swing thing, and you it's a Gene Krupa swing. It that then they yeah. named it that the Krupa, you know. Yeah, I mean, he's famous, so I think he kind of got lost in the when then all the Buddy Riches came and they kind of, yeah, uh, there's another one, Dave Grohl. Yeah, meh, so yeah, 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 for me. <laughs> I feel like definitely awesome, but I do feel like he and Foo Fighters is better than he and Nirvana. Ah, I see what you're saying. Well, so what about... Have you heard him when he drums for Foo Fighters? Yeah, what about yes. like... Well, I mean, their first album, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. And their second album, man. Adrian Young, No Doubt. Mm. It's an... A... Mm. Okay, so... <laughs> I totally forgot about Adrian. <laughs> Unfortunately for me, when I think No Doubt, all I hear is the later... I'll say crap for me. Hella good and... You when know it's all I mean? synthesized and he's not actually playing. And, and none of yes. them are playing, actually. Yeah. I actually did an event with Gwen Stefani, and it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. We did a, a holiday show with her. This fantastic drummer is up there sound checking, and he's this killer drummer, obviously a session drummer, but just fantastic, like lights out. And the, the sound guy fires up the PA, and he goes to sound check, hitting the kick drum, you know, doing that whole thing. And the guy's like, mm, not today. And he fires up his Pro Tools rig, 
and completely drowns out this like killer session player. And it was all Pro Tools for the show. The guy's up there like hitting a cymbal and you don't hear it. Like, uh, like, oh man. Like, man, it must suck to be that guy. He's playing with Gwen Stefani. He's probably like one of the coolest jobs ever and nobody actually gets to hear him play. It Wait, really disheartened Adrian me. Young, you didn't answer. Yeah. Meh. I agree with you. Earlier stuff was way better than the later stuff. Gotcha. I think some of the drumming on Beacon Street was so good. I don't think I know that. Canada's Neil Peart. The late Neil Peart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Respect. Is that like a duh or is that like a overrated? No. Yeah, I don't think think overrated. I don't think so either. I don't don't think that. Fairly rated. The band as a whole made him a lot better. They were all equally amazing cool in their own right and the three of them just gelled yeah. so well that it didn't wrote some really cool parts yeah, yeah. i mean always uh, like really fitting ringo <laughs> meh i will say ringo in the beatles was fun but ringo as ringo star all, all stars is oh what so happened you're both meh i'm yeah. pretty like as a drummer and that's all he's doing but we've talked about it even because we've in talked in about beatles. one of the big important things about being a drummer is knowing how to stay in the pocket Yep, and, and just, that's what I was about to say. As a drummer, I love how like he's like a human metronome. Yeah, when he did has have his own sound, there is you know that kind of Ringo Starr swish. S- s- yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Trey Cool, Green Day. Yeah, yeah. I you know my feelings on Green Day, but I Trey Cool is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Keith Moon, The Who. Yeah. <laughs> These are like, kind of other easy, than right? when he blew up his drum kit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like made some questionable decisions. Taylor Hawkins, Foo Fighters. I know you love him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do feel like Taylor is starting to get a little repetitive. I hear a lot. You mean like when they loop his drums in the new album? Have you listened to the new Foo Fighters? Yeah. Weird. That's kind of frustrating. I will say that it has to be incredibly hard to be in that band. Imagine drumming with Dave Grawl right there, (laughs) singing or watching you. That would be. And you got Butch Vig too. Every album you're recording, you have like two of these crazy good drummers that are like analyzing every ghost I note. always forget that I always forget the Butch Vig garbage for garbage yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah Matt Cameron Soundgarden yeah yeah with a question mark because I just can't I can't Having, think of, I can't think of a great example or a bad example I just yeah. I think he's amazing yeah. I think he's one of the probably the one of the best drummers that came out of the whole grunge yeah thing for sure another gimme John Bonham yeah uh oh overrated Okay. He's a great drummer, but I think he gets a lot and more credit. And a bunch credit. of people just came to Team right? David. I know. I just, <laughs> lo- I just lost some right there. But I, I think I he's an awesome drummer, but I think... I, I think that he got a lot more hype because of the era in which he was recording and the way yeah. that they were being recorded. I think there was a lot more experimental that made him sound cooler than maybe he really was. You guys are the drummers. I if think you... that his kid was a way better drummer than he was. His kid's a really good drummer. Who's his kid drum for? He's more of a really? session yeah. guy. Isn't he? Yeah. Is he, oh. You know what you need to look up is the Stairway to Heaven when they went got the, the Kennedy Association gave Led Zeppelin a whatever award. It's the lead singer to Heart, and then his son is drumming, and there's this massive quiet. They do Stairway to Heaven. Oh. And it's and Led Zeppelin is watching them do Stairway to Heaven. There's tears coming down Robert Plant's face. It's, That's insane. It's really freaking That's cool. That's insane. Yeah. Jimmy Chamberlain, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, dude. Like, oh, he you lit up on yeah. that one. I think that some of the stuff that he did was just so it was just tasty. So underrated because nobody talks about him. Right. I think that I think that they had to stop talking about him because his drug stuff just really overtook. 
Yeah. What about you? I haven't listened to Smashing Pumpkins in so long. I think that you could just take Melancholy and the Infants <laughs> and the Sadness. Yeah, like, like that's probably the put last. Put Siamese Dream aside and all the other ones and just have that one two-disc set. And every song has its own unique identity on the drums. That's true. And that doesn't really happen across albums that often. A lot of times it's like, well, they have the same sound or the same feel or the same groove. At the time I was really into Melancholy and Infinite Sadness, I was I was a guitar player yeah. and really, really into it. And so I was paying more attention, you know, that way. Yeah. And then Billy Corgan, whatever he was singing. Alex Van Halen. <laughs> Non-memorable for me, I guess. Well, yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason in the band Van Halen, everybody talks about the fucking guitarist. So it, I think I, it's like, yeah. Okay. Phil Collins. Ooh. Are we talking playing drums and singing or nope. just drums? Yeah, like solo drum. career? This is a drum episode. <laughs> So it's just drumming. As a solo drummer, I'm, I feel the same way as Don Henley with that one. Yeah. I'm not super thrilled about like what he did to the drum sound. Started this trend of like that super cut off compressed snare thing. The whole 80s kind of... It fits in certain genres and mm-hmm. everything. I use it in my own productions sometimes, but like... I hate how it became kind of like the thing. Yeah. Like every snare drum had to sound like that. Peter Chris from Kiss. Ooh. Yeah. All right. I surprised myself by saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I could never get into Kiss, so I, I can't have an opinion. I, I think like. they're kind of one of those you had to be there bands. Yeah. I'm trying to think like everything that I've ever been impressed by was like a, a concert video or something that was like filmed like that. Like the actual albums themselves, not so much. Meg White, White Stripes. Hmm. Surprisingly, yeah. Really? I mean, she's untrained. She's not a drummer and she's playing drums. Am I wrong there? Like, she's not like a trained drummer, right? So why is she playing drums then? That's what makes it so cool. I think that's why... Oh, you're saying that's why she has such an odd... Yeah. I get it. Like stuff that drummers try to do, like micro... Tempo, so the like stuff micro- you were saying you don't want your kids to do is the stuff that she does well. So, well, no, she plays grooves, though. <laughs> she creates groove. But when you, when you talk about like the, the micro, like being like milliseconds behind or ahead of the beat, just slight direct stuff that like drummers spend so much time woodshedding, like the beats here, if I want to be just, yeah, it feels like it flows naturally through someone that's le- yeah. less trained and just trying to play a song. You know what she reminds me of? This must annoy drummers to no end. But w- when we were really young, and we were playing stuff at like your house or Brennan Prescott. Prescott's house. Yeah. And we're all just kind of learning our musicians and stuff. The first thing that I do since I've never gotten to is, is I just want to play the fucking drums. The what she plays reminds you of the stuff that I would have played when mm. I was picking it up, starting to get the feel for it. Yeah. What about you, Brent? Yeah. I don't think you said anything. About you it. haven't. You I'm, just stared I'm at me. A, I'm not a big fan. Okay. Max Roach, he played for Parker and Miles Davis. I had a drum teacher in high school. The first lesson I had with him is he put on an album where Max Roach played the drums. He basically was like, you need to go home and listen to this album and you need to learn every beat that's on it. He's like, if you can play those beats, you can play anything. Awesome. I was just like, what do Ginger Baker and 7-Eleven Coffee have in common? 7-Eleven Coffee? They both suck without cream. <laughs> so Ginger Baker from Cream. <laughs> from Cream. Okay. <laughs> Mitch Mitchell. We know where you. Yeah, there, you love Mitch mm-hmm. Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> why? Yeah. Why? I think it was because he was one of the first drummers. For whatever reason, I tried to emulate. I don't know why. I think it was because I I was coming from guitar, right? Was so, it because you felt confident that you could play his parts? I think there's something just loose organic and tasty about the way he like sloppily just like his fills snare tom like it feels very much like 
he's falling like from <laughs> from this part of the kick to the next. <laughs> and what's awesome about that is that look who he's playing for, the guy that is one of the sloppiest but most prolific guitar players ever. So I think that it matched. So I get the distinct feeling that you're not a fan. Oh, I didn't say that. I just oh. I just didn't know if that was the reasoning. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, where do you where are you stand? I'm good, yeah. Okay. Buddy Rich. Single stroke rolls. Well, he's like just that's... so damn fast. Well, yeah, I think, I think everybody tries to do that, and then that's why we have all these drummers. Like, you know what surprises me? It surprises me that because of him and how fast he was, it surprises me that more metal drummers don't do this the way that you hold the Like drummer. traditional grip? Traditional oh, grip. Yeah. It surprises me that metal drummers don't see Buddy Rich and be like, oh, I need to be holding my sticks like this. There is one really good metal drummer that does do traditional i don't remember who it is though so yeah well i think like it just doesn't look as cool for a metal drummer yeah i'm sure there's a lot of metal drummers that probably can play traditional but i think a lot of them did when they were in marching band in mar yeah exactly yeah. i think a lot of metal drummers i know come out of like drum corps marching band kind of backgrounds and you play traditional on your yeah what about you on buddy rich brent yeah absolutely okay danny carey tool guy can count <laughs> hey, that's the biggest compliment. Like, and he can seriously count. Yeah. He he writes some pretty cool things. I feel like he's a lot better than they make him sound. Ooh, I like yeah. that. Chad Sexton, three eleven. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Peanut are one of my favorite rhythm sections right there. I agree. The way the two of them Yeah. Yeah. When I saw them live, I was blown away at how consistent his sound was to the record. Oh, yeah. Nice. Mirror image. Yeah. Uh, Justin Bieber. Yeah. For real? For real. I've I've honestly never seen... I know that that's Even on Fallon? I've never seen him play drums. I did not know he played drums. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Bieber doesn't get enough credit for actually being good. Ah, it's Justin Bieber. It's like it's a gimmick. It's hard to like him. It's, it is. But I, he's actually really, he's really super, good. Yeah, he is super talented. Well, if you don't know, now you know. Lars... Lars Ulrich. I think that he's great for the band that he's in. I think that's... I love his hi-hats. Oh, He really? has the thickest, heaviest sounding hi-hats. Doesn't he use metal sticks? He does, yeah. Does he really? And yeah, yeah it, it sounds like he's carbon. got two bottom hi-hats. I love that hi-hat sound. Quest love. No. I get very... Usually when I hear or I read or talk to drummers, it's very either awesome or really not good. I like watching him. He's a fun drummer to watch. I think that he's a way better producer than he is a drummer. I think that he hears songs really well, mm -hmm. but then when it actually comes to his style, I'm just not, it's not my style. I like it. Mike Portnoy from Dream Theater. Ooh. So that's a yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you listen to Dream Theater? Nope. I don't think you did. Have you ever? I think so. Tommy Lee, the crew. So many jokes. <laughs> <laughs> He looks cool. I like some of his videos. <laughs> I don't think he's good. Kind of what you're saying again. Yeah. He kind of fit the band he, he was works. in with his flashy. Yeah. And half of that's personality and image, yeah. I think. Chad Smith of Red Hot Ooh. Chili Peppers. Will Ferrell? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Brent? I actually got to meet him and it made me like him a lot more. That's one of yeah. the things about him is he seems so likable. Yeah. Vinnie Paul Pantera. Meh? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying meh. Oh, with, I agree with Sven. Okay. Stuart Copeland, The Police. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I was really worried about that one. <laughs> he plays He plays traditional. Yeah. 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 Awesome, too. Travis Barker. Dude. There's another drum core, drum line, and he he switches. Yeah. Oh, he's one of my favorite drummers, mm. I think, now that we, yeah, now that you got me thinking. No kidding. What about I, you, Brent? I wouldn't rank him as favorite, but I do think that he's very talented. 
He's very talented. Awesome. He's very talented. He's hey, a lot more versatile than I think people think. Got one more. Max Weinberg. Uh, yeah, for me, I'm saying yeah. Why not? Super fun. Dude, tons of fun. So fun. Yeah. Something about him that annoys me. He's in that one band, though. He's in that one band that, like... <laughs> are you talking like, about the Conan band, or are you talking about Bruce Springsteen? You know, yeah, there, that, that, that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he is. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> and Tenacious D. <laughs> yeah. What? He played some with Tenacious D. Did he really? Yeah. I did not know that. So that's my quick fire. We got that out of the way. Uh, there were one or two drummers not on there that I feel like we're probably going to end up talking about later. Now I want to talk about your drumming a little bit. You said you started when you were seven. Mm -hmm. The first time I sat down at a drum set to play with somebody else was when I was seven. Jazz training or just anything? My grandparents had a little Dixie band where my grandma played the piano and my grandpa played the banjo. And they were in this band for like 50 years. And they played these nursing homes in eastern Idaho yeah. and we'd go and watch them and they were playing a show one time and I was just like enamored with the drummer and he had me come and like sit on his lap and he put the brushes in my hand and he's like trying to get me to play and then I, after that I was just like oh this is what I need to do. We'd get together with my grandparents and they had a, a little kick drum and a snare and they had brushes and they'd, they'd teach me like the foxtrot and waltz and that's so every cool. time we go, we so you're learning jam. standards when you were like yeah. a kid. I don't know how many people get to say they were in a band with their grandparents. Like I got to play shows with my grandparents and like have video and audio recordings yeah. of like me with my crazy old grandparents playing songs. That's awesome. Yeah. You were in the jazz choir, jazz band that we talked about. So I know that you played a lot of jazz. We played in a band, so I know that you played a lot of rock. And then you played you played in a couple other bands too, didn't you? Mm -hmm. What did you like more, rock or jazz? Felt like I constantly got my butt kicked playing jazz because it's way harder than people think. Yeah. I like playing jazz a lot. Like if I have opportunities to play, then I'm all about it. But rock was just a lot more natural fit for me. What's the best gig that you ever did? Well, I remember being in jazz band in high school and we went and played this festival at Clackamas Community College over in Portland. I had this killer drum solo and I remember playing this solo and it was just like, wow, that, that just felt so good. And then we went into the adjudication and the guy was like talking about how great of a solo what it was and how it was just in the pocket, like just that gig, I just felt like I was on fire. And then we get notified that our band and the other jazz band from our high school, like neither one of them got into the showcase because we weren't very good. Oh. And so our director was like, hey, do you guys just want to go home? And everyone's like, sure, let's go home. So we drive home <laughs> and then the following Monday, he gets up in front of the rest of the jazz band and is like, hey, I owe you guys an apology. It wasn't very good that we left, like we should have stayed for the showcase. And most importantly, it was because we actually did win some awards. And I had won the best overall musician at that show because of this solo. And you weren't there and to I get wasn't the award. There to get the award. Oh, but my mom still has the award. It's at, oh. at, at my parents' house, like best overall musician from this jazz gig. That, that would crush you for somebody that age. Like, yeah. I could have gotten but it was an award super cool. yeah. in front of people. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. compose at all? No. No? Not even a little? No. How do you play? Are you playing to something or are you just playing metronome or just playing? Sometimes I'll just sit down and if I am feeling the beat and I just play it, but most of the time it's putting the headphones on. And Is there a band mm. or artist that's like your favorite to drum to? I have an affinity for female country artists. I feel like they have the best bands. Yeah, at least the ones I can think of, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is, but like every female country artist has a dynamite band. Yeah. I didn't know that. Country is not like on regular rotation. Like if I'm driving down the car, I'm like, I want to listen to a country band. 
but the grooves that country drummers play cross over into everything. A lot of drummers are known for Copeland is kind of known for his Tom's work and, and that sort of thing. Or Beaufort is, well, he's known for everything, but his like high hat snare not, work. How was that name not on the quick fire? Because that I one's think, a gimme. I think Carter is going to be talked about plenty <laughs> okay. moving forward. What do your ears gravitate towards? Do you like hi hat work? Do you like similar? I like work? a good snare sound. You like a good snare? Yeah. I think that's like crucial right there. Like, yeah. Especially now that I'm doing a lot more mixing, you get a good snare sound. That's at the front of my mix, even with the lead vocal is. So I agree with that. I also love just a good fat thuddy kick that has a good attack too. What brands yeah. do you use? What's that? What symbols do you have? Zildjian. <laughs> I have Zildjian on one of my kits, and then I have Istanbul on some. So you're not strictly like I'm a pearl guy, or I'm a. I'm not a pearl guy. Okay. What, I, like, I'm not what, a big fan of Pearl. I mean, when you got we, three kits. What are they? You had like three or four different snares when we were playing. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I still have a bunch of snares. Yeah. I There's nothing better little, than a Black Beauty, though. I always loved that little piccolo that you had. Yeah, I still have that. Sorry, I interrupted your question. What sets do you, what yeah, are your I was sets? Just curious what you're playing. The three that I have, I have that yellow Yamaha, the mm -hmm. sparkly one. I still have that one, and I play that one a lot. Um, I have a Masters of Maple, and then I have an old Ludwig kit. That's, what do you play on? I've got a Gretsch little combo kit. If you could give one tip to someone picking up the drums about equipment, what would you tell them? Uh, heads make a big difference. Mm. Tuning or just the actual brand? The of, actual head. The brand of head. Like a lot of people are like, just take whatever stock comes with them and they're usually just garbage. This is kind of an everybody question. How have your tastes grown as you've aged? Do you, do you notice differences? I find that if I find a drummer that I really liked live, I'll end up liking him more on the album, even if I wouldn't have liked the album necessarily being in with. Are you talking like sound quality or just their their personality? However, I think they sound live. I feel like, wow, that guy had really good chops. Then I like the album more that they played on. I used to be like super impressed by people who played a lot of notes. Mm. And that's on any instrument, guitar, drums, whatever, like people that could do like crazy solos. Had like the I Neil Pert 700 piece. Yeah, you can yeah. hit like, you know, your 500 piece kit, highly technical drummers. Now I think like the older I get, the more I just love pocket kind of drummers. Like Steve Jordan, dudes that can just, they lock in and that just sets the whole field and foundation for the song. I just discovered, is it Skinny Puppy? Yeah. Snarky Puppy. Snarky Puppy. Snarky. Yeah, Linnell. You know wow. who we're talking about, Brent? No. Dude, um, that guy's a monster. He has a YouTube series where- wait, big black guy? Yes. With glasses, yes. With glasses. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And he has this YouTube series where he will listen to a song one time. And then he plays it, yes. Larnell, Larnell, Larnell Lewis. Yes, Larnell yes. Lewis. The Snarky Puppy stuff on YouTube. Yeah. There is a short documentary on that because that was the making of an album. All the songs are on there. He flew in the day before they did that. He hadn't practiced that stuff. Yeah. Every single brass hit. Every single, yep. he's just there. It's if, gotta be some freakish. If you watch his YouTube series where he does this, it shows when he's listening to the song for the first time mm -hmm. and he's commenting. You, you kind of see how his brain works. He's like, okay, um, oh, yep. hit on upbeats, upbeats. Yep. Okay, hit there. It's it's nuts. It's disgusting. It's Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he definitely has some active listening skills. Yeah, the drummer from Dancing with the Stars is the same way because they have to play so many different genres of music. Yeah. But yeah, like I didn't even he, think about that. that those changing. shows, those they sh have the show bands, and they have to. I didn't think about that. No. Think about how many different charts those guys have to learn week by, and you have like, okay, this week's wrapped up. All right, next week, 
well, we're going to see what the judges pick or whatever, yeah. you know? So it's like you might have a couple days yeah. or a day. What's the last album or song that you guys heard that you're like, oh, those are yummy drums? I actually really, really, really like Taylor's version of Fearless. I have not heard it. When you compare the, the first version of Fearless, which was like fun to listen to like forever ago, and then listen to the evolution of the drum sound now, the drums sound so good. There actually is a personality in the drums where before they were just very factory sounding. Very cool. You know what popped into my head? Moontooth. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they have a tasty drummer. They yeah, do have a tasty drummer. it's a fairly kind of a newer band that uh, we we did a review of. He produces all his own stuff on the album too. So it, it sounds spectacular. There's a band called Walk Off the Earth and Joel, I can't remember his last name, almost anything they do. Yeah, that was probably the last thing just because I, I watch YouTube every night before I fall asleep. I need another beer. So we're going to take a really quick break and then we're going to go to the very shallow questions. Sha um, there are no shallow questions. All questions are shallow. Deep end. There is no meaning. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We're back. Sven, who's the most overrated drummer of all time? Ooh, wow, we're coming out with that one. Yeah. Right back from the most overrated? Yeah. Do you have an answer, Brent? Ringo. Ringo? Yeah. Is he overrated though? Yeah. Who are I these people that all are the rating? people that go to the Ringo Star All-Star all Jazz fear Band? Of saying anything bad about a, a, really? beetle. a beetle. Like I mean, yeah. like I go watch him just cuz like well, there's only two Beatles you can go watch. So in order to have them be in this category, it has to be a household name, yes. right? That everybody okay. knows because yeah. that way they're yeah. they're inflated, but then their skill level doesn't really match the level of their vauntness of us I agree. I being agree. a household name. I agree 100% with all of that. I just feel like no one's no one's really pumping them up as a drummer. They're like, yeah, this Beatle. This is dangerous to say. I think there's a lot of 80s drummers. We have no idea how good they are because the record, all they do is yeah. I mean, that's... I'm not, I'm avoiding the question because I, I don't I don't know that I have an answer. I agree with everything you said about Ringo. The hardest part in analyzing drummers like that is like there's a reason why they're in that band is because they're they're good. That makes it's sense. Not because they suck. Unless, yeah. Except for the Huey Lewis drummer, which he's only in the band because Huey Lewis is crazy loyal. Do you have a most underrated drummer of all time, Brent? That has to be like a big name band. Not really. I mean, because underrated is, you could be more, I think it's just anybody that you'd say, why aren't more people talking about this I person? think the drummer for Minus the Bear is probably the best drummer I've ever heard. Ooh, really? Yeah. I've gigged with him. That's a good good one. Minus the Bear. I saw them live and it didn't stick out to me. I was really bored. Yeah. Now I really have to listen to them. It's funny because I saw Minus the Bear in Thursday. I had never even heard of Minus the Bear <laughs> Oh, really? But I'd heard of Thursday and I went, it was okay for me. But then I went back and listened to the albums. And I'm like, man, that guy's really, really freaking good. When I was researching for this episode and I was looking up drummers and trying to remember, you know, coming up with the list I did and stuff, all the, all the greatest drummer lists, and it's somebody that we've all talked about a lot together in the past. Nobody ever talks about Carter Beaufort, ever. I never see stuff for him anywhere. Not anymore. And, not since like the 90s or early 2000s it was a top 200 drummers in all, all time and he wasn't on there where did steve gad rank was he on there i don't know who that is he did albums for like steely dan he's he's more of a session kind drummer, of session but, drummer yeah but very steve very good gad actually no there was one guy that i didn't know who he was that was always in like the top five probably who it was yeah have you guys heard of helio sequence i've heard the name i can't think of anything they've done they're a duo 
out of Portland. It's a guitar player, singer, and drummer. He should be someone that people should, I should, I should know his name. I feel like people everybody should know pause his name. this episode and look Helio sequence up. Do it right now. Unpause. Do you guys think that it's possible to be a good drummer if you're also a vocalist? What are your opinions on drummers that sing? Sing at the same time? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like Don Henley. Yeah. Phil Collins. I think there's a lot of drummers that are fantastic backup singers. Yes. Like Taylor Hawkins is a great singer. Yeah. But like singing lead and drumming at the same time. The drummer for Imagine Dragons is an awesome singer. Yeah. Carter Beaufort, he's saying backup. Tating yeah. Mike. The mic. And then tap it back. Flip yeah. back out of his way. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Who do you think is hard to think of the most, but influential drummers? People want to emulate? Yeah. Or probably or, Travis Barker. Really? I think that there's more people that want to be Travis Barker than any other drummer. That's a good one. Danny what about Carey people too? That, I think what, there's a lot of people that try to emulate him. Yeah. I think, well, that's yeah. why I was going way back to like Gene Krupa, Gene Krupa, Buddy Rich, that kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Like For me, it feels like... I didn't do any research on this, and I don't know if, if you guys have any idea, but do you know the who would have been the original rock drummers that were just solely bass, hi-hat, snare, or even the first people that would do the kind of funk like maybe just the four on the floor guys can you think of people like elvis and the beach boys and the beatles they all and even led zeppelin they all evolved from like they were all like swing bands that kind of crossed over into rock bands it's funny that you say elvis and beach boys because they both had the same session drummer and i that's one thing that i did see when i did research so i'm trying how blaine He's a parent. I think he's an underrated one, but he was the one I was thinking of that was. He had a killer beard, too. Really? Yeah. So he's a blonde beard. He's always in like the top five's best drummers. And I was looking through that. I didn't even know who it was. But it's funny because you said those two bands as. He definitely helped shape the sound of modern drums. In that regard, then I, I don't know. You can give a little bit of that credit to Ringo. Do you have a favorite technical drummer or somebody that you think had really mastered the rudiments travis barker i think is one of those guys no kidding ray luzier is another one of those guys so i'm chad learning the... for sure chad yeah chad, chad is very technical because oh, yeah. he yeah. has that crazy drumline background yep i think I'm... most of the drumline guys anyone yeah. that i can think of and associate them with they marched at some point uh, mike portnoy dream theater, dream theater very technical guy for me some of the technical stuff is a turnoff because oh, yeah. it, it feels robotic. Like, I feel like I'm going to showbiz pizza and watching the... That's where a kid can be a kid. Yeah. What about It's so mechanical. Inventive. Harry Parch had some percussive... We're not ready to go we're there. We're already on the Harry Parch stuff. Okay, we're <clears> not going there. Do you know who Harry Parch is? No. Brent? Yeah, I didn't Ugh. either. We're going to learn, though. We're going to learn. <laughs> it's it's... Do you have a favorite drum fill of all time? I have a favorite drum intro. What is it? And I bet you can all name the song. Ba-dum. Bump. The sweater song. I love parts like that, whether it's a guitar part, drum part. If you can like hear just that and then you know the song. Dude, they have so many like that, like El Scorcho. Like, yeah. Yep. You just doom, you doom, hear doom, just the part. Doom, doom. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That to me, that, that I love, I, I don't know. Man, they have good intros. You're right. What's funny is that like the Teal album by Weezer, he miffed so many classic drum fills. Really? Yeah. That's that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute. That wasn't it either. Were they all covers? The Teal album is all covers. Okay. I haven't kept up with Weezer. I kind of gave up on them. Oh, yeah. We, we listened to their last album. I honestly like their cover album better than their last one. 
I liked the Teal album. I thought it was really fun. It like did. just the big range of music in it. It was really fun. I felt like they nailed it on a lot of the keyboard parts and the yeah. guitar parts. And then the drum parts were just like, wait, if it's an iconic drum fill, you should play the iconic drum fill and not like have that. it be close enough. Like that to me doesn't fly. Yeah. 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 Can you imagine like the Phil Collins, I can feel it coming in the, without the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. If you just didn't have that, that would just, Ooh, wouldn't be good, the same song. It's a good drum fill. Yep. That, there we go. There's, there's my, good, there's mine. Done. <laughs> Favorite drum fill. But dun, 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 I really like the, I really like the hi-hat stuff that Copeland does in Walking on the Moon. Yeah. It's, he has like a, I think he has a some sort of reverb or something on it. Cause I can't even tell exactly what pattern he's doing. You guys already know this. I'm very biased, but the very end of Wood by Alice in Chains. Mm. Oh yeah. He has these three little mini fills. You can't even really hear them cause there's so much going on. But if you listen, they're epic. Do you have a favorite drum fill or, or fills? Um, Just Weezer? In Spill Canvas's album, or one of them, they have that Lusta Prima Vista or however you say it. I don't know that. He's got this one lick that he's like... It's like really freaking cool. You're giving me a lot of things to listen to. I have never even heard of this, of Spill Canvas. Do you... My see? Masters of Maple drum set I have because of their drummer. So Minus the Bear and Spill Canvas. Do you prefer improving or reading music i think that it's a skill for sure to be able to read and actually have it sound how it's supposed to but i think improv is a lot more fun i like having structure but i like to be able to think on your own i don't want to be a robot and just play whatever it's like not fun like i want to have have personality do you have a favorite drum solo of all time Ooh. mine is and i think you are the one that turned me on to it is the opening to song number 36 on uh song number red 41 red rocks yeah number 36 say, from red rocks yeah i didn't yeah. know the one i was like there's one on red rocks and i'm glad that you worked the rest of it out because i'm on the same page yeah. then yeah, yeah that was I pretty feel, legit i feel like i can remember every yeah. second of that drum solo yeah and it's just every time yeah yeah Again, Carter is one of those guys that's just like mind blowing. I used to want to try to drum like him. I've now decided I do not and will not ever, and I'm not going to try. Yeah. Not not just because I can't, but I don't want to because it's just he's him. He's a left handed drummer playing a right handed kit, open handed. He can do some stuff that I'll never be able to do unless I switch drum kits all the way around and try to relearn the entire instrument. It's kind of like watching like it's why Ringo's fills are so unique because he's left handed. So yeah. he'd start his he'd start his fills left-handed and it, it was a different sound. Yeah. Like I don't think people were really used to that. Yeah. Any yeah. other drum solos that you can Well, I mean the the Ray Brown version of uh It Don't Mean a Thing was just one giant drum solo. Okay. And it was freaking awesome. And the whole song that I mean that's not meant to be yeah. a drum a drum featured song. Yeah. But then they took it and they made it a drum feature. Yeah. And it was pretty freaking cool. But I always like it whenever I hear somebody that's um like a Mitch Mitchell or like I'm going to call like a sloppier mm -hmm. that they're feeling it out kind of a thing, not just improvised, but also just feels like they're just barely hanging on by the skin of their teeth. They're barely finding where one is. I'm, I seriously think that there are drummers that they don't know if they're on oh. beat or not. They're just, they just know when they're going to come back in what they need to do. And, and I love those ones more than like, I can tell there's drummers that they might get way out there and they're playing some weird and you can see in there, you can all their eyes, their head, they're counting it out. They know exactly that I'm on the end of like, I'm counting to 13 and this is 12 and a half. It's impressive. Do you but do I that? Do I count through it? No, I get lost. I remember, I you remember very, very Do you still hum? Oh yeah. 
That, that was my favorite thing, hearing you on the a, monitors. It's a problem. Mm -mm. I had no idea <laughs> until we started recording. They're like, you got to stop, stop humming. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've gone back and listened to the recordings. I've, it's not on pitch. It's not on time. It's <laughs> not even the right melody. Like, what? It's just, mm. <laughs> I love it. I, the thing I love about it is, like, when I'd hear it, it would highlight parts of the song that I'm not paying attention to. Because, like, obviously, you're humming something. So, what are you humming? <laughs> yeah. And it would highlight something that I wasn't listening to. And it would make, it would, if I would notice you humming, it would make me more aware of something else that helped me out. Yeah. I remember being in ninth grade and playing in this jazz band. And there was this trumpet player named Grant Willis. He would get so annoyed because I'd, like, do a solo or something. And he would be sitting there, like, just counting it out, just so mad like because he didn't know where, where I was where and I didn't know where I was I was just trying to feel it out but I'm sitting there watching him like angry counting <laughs> and I'm like oh that's where I am no so you see, see like, like oh thanks man yeah <laughs> so like I'd see him come back to our one and I'm like bam and like be right back on and he's like I didn't even know where you were I'm like I did <laughs> and now he knows <laughs> now he knows <laughs> yeah. awesome. but he'd be like you have a favorite song favorite drum song of all time like favorite to drum to or favorite no, to listen to like my favorite? I'll go first I I really like uh, The Wolf is Loose by Mastodon, which is just this straight kind of super fast snare into Tom thing the entire time. And then I really like, I mean, it's it's a cliche pick, but Message in a Bottle mm. by The Police. It, I really love that too. And, oh, and Drive and Drive Out by Dave Matthews yeah. Band. That, the whole band on that is just completely shredding. But you get to hear all of Carter's hi-hat work and his yeah. his ride with the hi-hat which that's my favorite sound for me you're a good dr groove drummer so i feel like we should re-record this po podcast at some point where we've like jammed and then can talk yeah. and then jam again not re-record we'll record a new episode sure. yes we'll probably have to review our own album Ooh. or better yet no we'll have people we'll let other the, other yeah. people shit on our album and then we'll all we'll <laughs> all sit together and Ooh. listen to the reviews and and tell yes. them why they were right yeah. Hey, we haven't told anyone that we're actually recording or something, so I just I'll kind edit of, this all out. Would you, okay, it's all done. <laughs> no. Done. But favorite song? Do you have one? I have a favorite song of all time, but it's not because of the drums. Which favorite song of all time? I want to know. Wouldn't that. it be nice by the Beach Boys? Is it really? Oh yeah. Nice Are you a big Beach Boys guy? Um, I like the Beach Boys. I go through like moments where I'm like, you know, what would really hit the spot is some Beach Boys. Some Beach Boys. Yeah. When you list off your like favorite bands of all time. They don't make anywhere near my top 50. But that one song for some reason just super resonates. There's one album that I'm really excited to eventually talk about that I've never given a chance is Pet Sounds. Because any music yeah. person, if you mention Pet Sounds, they won't shut up for two hours. <laughs> and I've never listened to it. So I'm looking forward to, yeah. to the Pet Sounds okay. part of this. Are you, are you a Pet Sounds guy, Sven? I might be now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, th I think it's the way the harmonies sound together. Like that album would never be made today. Yeah. For that era, like people now still like it, which I think is weird. Like this album that we all love and adore, if it's it was weird. made now, we would hate it. We'd think it was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. But we still love it today. It's like, pet sounds. But it's, it's weird. Like bands like Hoobastank, like yeah. they had a huge hit, you know, like. 20 years ago if that song came out now it would probably still have the same effect as it did 20 years ago because mm. not enough has evolved i think yeah i, but, I, like, I agree it's it's, I think it's coming back around though because then you got bands right now that are intentionally sand sounding like bands in the 70s and they're doing really well yeah by ripping off that sound what's the led zeppelin band greta greta van fleet yeah, yeah. I, I honestly haven't listened to them enough to 
to really weigh in on the whole they band. They have catchy songs. Like, yeah, what do. I heard, they're really good, but it, to me, screams Led Zeppelin. All, and that's right? all I, All it makes me want to do is listen to Led Zeppelin. And it does. And I'm not saying they're stealing or whatever, because yeah, there's does, also yeah. a lot of stuff about Led Zeppelin stealing from, you know, blues musicians. I think that there are bands like Led Zeppelin and like even Jimi Hendrix, you know, even John Lennon that, uh, this is probably terrible to say, but like they were done a favor by ending early. Like same thing with, oh, yeah. with oh. Kurt Cobain or Nirvana. Because if they were like pulling like a Goo Goo Dolls and train and making music 40 years later, we'd be like, why are you still around? You're so they'd be, out of it. Why? They'd yeah. be my but least now, favorite band of all time like train is. Wow. Mm-hmm. Least favorite. Even more than Green Day. <sighs> yeah. Wow. You used to love Green Day. That's sad. That's why. I really loved them. Yeah. And then they betrayed me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you have a favorite drummer of all time, Brent? Lars? Famous drummer? Yeah, Lars is way up there. Let's do two. Let's do famous drummer and not famous drummer. Well, the drummer from Minus the Bear. Minus the Bear. My favorite drummer. Really your favorite drummer of all time? Yeah. Yeah, he's fantastic. Do you know Um, his name? No. I'll edit that out. (laughs) I'm terrible with names. Aaron Tate is his name. I think of famous bands, probably Carter. Carter? You haven't talked about it much. I was wondering if you had grown soft I think that, on the old man. I think that it's, for me, that's a gimme. Like, yeah. He's in a class by himself. I, I completely agree. Warehouse? Some of the stuff that Carter did on Warehouse, I think was the reason I liked that song. Because it kind of sounded raw and yes. like some like that that latin feel type of thing that yeah. he went into and like with the the wood blocks and stuff like there's something about that and he wasn't playing a standard <sighs> beat he was i don't all i remember about that and i could be way off is he was kind of picking his spots a, a little, little bit, bit. With what he was doing and it went with like it reminded me of like a montuno beat yeah warehouse sorry so i'm that's like a, going back no, that's to the question, a good but, um just popped in my head it's your podcast we can it's, edit this yeah Favorite drummer now, Joel Cassidy. That's the name of that guy that's in, in Walk Off the Earth. Okay. Um, Joel Cassidy is one of my favorite to pay attention to now. I, I don't know that I have a favorite of all time. You don't? I have a lot of different drummers that I like for different reasons. Agreed. Yeah. I'm, it's a cop-out, but mine are Carter and Copeland. Those are it's, my favorites. Carter has to be on, I think, a lot of people's list just because... I never got into the... I don't want to sit there and watch a Buddy Rich solo. I just... It's amazing. What's funny doing? is that like every single Carter solo is pretty much a Buddy Rich solo, but he's just like across the top. He, the way he mixes it up, he'll do a, a single stroke roll, and inst- he'll but he doesn't just keep it going. He's yeah. always gonna do. He's always gonna add a little bit of yeah. He and he does kind of like what you were talking about, where people will lose track. If I feel like he's always doing something to remind you of where the beat is, mm-hmm. totally. In a, in a way, it's it's really good for people like me that aren't these drummer experts that yep. I hear like oh oh. And that's why I like guys like Steve Jordan, like guys like that that are just who's that? John Mayer Trio. Oh, okay. Um, God, he's played in like a, a, he's got a signature snare drum. He does have a signature really? snare drum. Yeah. Drummers like that, just because that's all they're focused on. It's like the choices they make and extra notes, extra little ghosts, like things that they put in become more just flavor and color instead of just yeah there's a lot of really really great drummers that are benefited from being in really really great groups or playing with really really great people that you can tell were destined to connect besides minus the bear is there a current drummer that you you're like you should check this guy out or girl the drummer from royal blood's really good i really like them like i kind of to be a band that they're like 25 or something i mean they're so young but they're like making music that's so big yeah. Aren't they coming out with a new album really yeah. soon? I, I think so that I'm, it's done. They they postponed it because of the pandemic. We'll have to do a because I'm they a big Royal it. Bloods fan. 
So I'll have to listen to the drum work more. Yeah, and I'm awesome. not as familiar, so you'll have to send that really one to good, me. Really good, really good band. Really good band. So I got one more question. If a person is picking up the drums and asked you what's one song that if I learned this one song, it would make me a better drummer, what would it be? And That's it can't a be like question. a five-minute Buddy Rich solo. There's, there's a <laughs> bunch of drummers that I hear, I've heard a bunch of them be like, hey, do you know the beat to 1979? That's all I want to learn is 1979. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's songs. I think that's that's what makes good drummers is it's not really like the songs. You learn beats. You yeah. learn different rhythms, different patterns. But that's the problem is when kids pick them up, they don't want it. Kids don't want to, hey, teach me my rudiments. No, they want it. Hey, teach me how to play. Yeah. Say so I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't say a full yeah. song. It's like you have a beat in a song. Learn that. Like yeah. whatever it is that you love to listen to, pick your favorite band, pick your favorite song. Now let's isolate a rhythm in there. Learn that. When I took lessons from Patrick Curdy, I took him No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom album and I said, I want to learn how to play spider webs. And he was like, get through this book and this book and I won't have to teach you, you'll already know. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't really dig the book method. I can read the drum chart, I can read out of the book, I can play the beat, but it didn't speak like this wasn't, it didn't feel for me like a song. It felt like I'm just playing the beat. So it is the beat in the song that you want to learn. You could say like, what's your favorite album right now? Put the headphones on and play along to that. Listen to what, what's yeah. being hit at what point. Emulate that. And if you've listened, it's your favorite thing. You've listened to it. You know yeah. it. You know yeah. in your head where everything should, what it should sound like. So you know when you're wrong. I think that's the, that's the key right there is being able to recognize when you did something wrong. Yeah. And it's any instrument. Like I talk about, like I learned playing guitar by listening to Jimi Hendrix Woodstock. Yeah. And just playing along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the last question, and that wasn't even supposed to be asked, but I just thought of it. I wanted to ask it. And that was the correct answer. You win. This was an experience. It's really good to talk to you guys. We're going to start playing some music together. Play some music together? Get, send you some tracks. It's all on you now. We'll be, yeah, I know. It's all up here. But we'll be, we'll be back next week for I don't even know what yet. Uh, we are maybe doing a collaboration with another podcast where we're going to talk about what it's like to listen to hip hop as white dude or not a white dude, or that'll be interesting. It, or we might be talking about NWA. We might be talking <laughs> I, about NWA. I don't know yet. also be all about listening to hip hop as a white dude or not a white dude. You know, it's fun as I, I toured hip hop for a while mm -hmm. and uh, did Ludacris and I was with DMX for a minute and you 50 Cent. Yeah, it was so weird to be in these huge arenas and be like, I'm the only white guy like here. Glowing? <laughs> Were you like glowing, <laughs> neon? Yeah. <laughs> Me and some redneck bouncer in the back. I'm pretty sure we're the only white guys within like 20 miles. We'll see everybody next week. Brent, it was really good to see you and catch up. Sven, it was good to see you in person. Always. I'll see you next Saturday. Stay right by your side. You and me fit together naturally. I do like Scott Drummer. They kind of that 311, not 311, that's more of a reggae. -ish. He's one of those guys that's got so much strength in his fingers that like he doesn't he doesn't move. You don't see him like thrashing Solid. ever. But he's just like Yeah. Like and he just looks like he's having fun doing it because he's kind of a, a heavier guy.